Hello. Hello. Hola. Hola. Bonjour. Здравствуйте. Bienvenidos and welcome to Radio Natura. Radio Natura. To Radio Natura. Voices from around the world, bringing you all things related to nature and sustainability. Rethinking what it means to live in peace with nature and imagining a brighter future. Brought to you by the Pax Natura Foundation. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Radio Natura. I'm here with Dr. Ana Ruiz Diaz, who's one of the critical members of a class action lawsuit brought to the Supreme Court of Mexico in a now successful attempt to ban transgenic or GMO corn from being grown in Mexico. Ana, can you please introduce yourself? Yes, thanks for inviting me. I have a PhD in physical anthropology, and I am an independent advisor on organic agriculture and permaculture. And I've been working for the last nine years with these class action lawsuits with peasants and professionists and scientists. I am also a a co-founder of Vision Council, which is a network of environmental teachers and artists working towards becoming guardians of the earth. Thank you so much for coming to speak with me today. Uh, So for the first question, can you please talk about that class action lawsuit that was brought to the Supreme Court by Demanda Colectiva Maiz? And so how did you finally arrive at this amazing victory and what challenges are still ahead of you? Hmm. Well, this is a class action to stop transgenic corn commercialization in Mexico, which is the center of origin and diversification in the whole world. Why? Because transgenic plants are pesticides, plants that can cross over and contaminate native plants with genetically modified DNA, reducing the native traits that enable them to cope with whatever affects their ability to to thrive everywhere. So it was in July of 2013 that a group of 53 corn producers, scientists, artists, and activists pertaining to 20 grassroots organizations defending seeds, human rights, and the environment, filed a lawsuit against the Mexican Federal Departments of Agriculture and the Environment, as well as against the transnational Syngenta, Dow, DuPont, and Monsanto. This process has lasted nine years. Um, So before explaining why we arrived to the Supreme Court, I have to say that we arrived into the Supreme Court uh, five years after the trial began. And what I think is relevant, Jordan, is that the main argument of our lawsuit is the protection of corn diversity as a human right based on the precautionary principle. And as much so, three months after filing the lawsuit, the courts granted an injunction suspending permits to sow genetically modified corn throughout the whole country of Mexico. To your question, to answer, um, one main achievement during the trial has been the injunction that banned permits to sow transgenic corn as of September 
2013. But another two victories ensued. In October of 2021, one year ago, the Supreme Court of Justice of our nation ruled that any judge in a class action lawsuit can dictate any injunction to protect the rights of a collective. And they ratified the cautionary measure banning permits to commercialize GM corn in Mexico. But both rulings had been challenged in 2017 by Monsanto and Syngenta. So that was why it was a victory. And it was these transnationals who got to the Supreme Court and asked the Supreme Court, the highest in the chain or in the pyramid, to stop our um, the suspension. And the court, Supreme Court said, no way. The, the suspension still leaves. And the other question they asked, or the other request of Monsanto and Syngenta was, no judge can dictate any measure as a cautionary thing, or what we call legally an injunction. And the Supreme Court said, no way, yes. Any judge, in any case, can dictate a cautionary measure. So it was successful with local judges, and then the transnationals escalated it to the Supreme Court after that? Yes, and two, the Supreme Court two, took almost three years to resolve that was the, the thing that, that had us so worried, you know, and we, and we did a lot of lobbying with them. It was, it was hard, but we, have, we managed it, you know. Our team with Victor and, you know, the guys that are part of the strategic commission of the class action. That's a difficult, difficult people to fight against. Um, so for the next part of this, can you, you mentioned a little bit at the beginning, but can you talk about why it's important to keep GMO corn out of Mexico? Well, yes, I, I mentioned earlier that Mexico is a world's center of origin corn diversification. But um, it's important because on 70% of the land planted with corn, Small-scale farmers use native seeds. They harvest corn and edible plants on the same land, feeding 70% of the poorest families in Mexico. They rely on a diversity of corn varieties grown in these biodiverse fields. And through the spread of its pollen, the transgenic DNA can contaminate native corn varieties genetic traits that enable our corn to tolerate diverse and changing climatic growing conditions. So GMO corn contaminates the capacity of native corns to withstand whatever place they are growing in, you know. And it's, it's gradual, you know, it's generation by generation, 18% at a time. So if we, if transgenic corn will exist, it will take two or three years to cut down the genetic pool of native corns. So great, you know. And there, there are hundreds of varieties of native corn that are adapted to different micro, microclimates. Is that right? Absolutely. I'm so sorry. I can't show you right now the, the map with the varieties, but probably I should send it for you to illustrate. 
I would love that. I think I have it somewhat handy. For our last question, can you, you've been involved with the Pax Natura Foundation in different ways. Can you talk about your relationship with Pax Natura and how you've worked together? Yes. Well, it started when Pax Natura learned that one group of our scientists in, in the close, in the corn class action lawsuit had translated Stephen Drucker's book called Altered Genes, Twisted Truth. So Pax Natura provided the funds to edit and print 200 copies of it in Spanish to host the three presentation of the book in 2018, covered the expense of bringing the author himself twice to Mexico and funded the cost of the necessary simultaneous translations during those events. But I want to emphasize that Taxatura has been much more for us than a sponsor. They have inspired us to make press conferences before the book presentation, as well as before the two seminars that we have done in Mexico and Oaxaca cities in 2018 and 2019, titled Transgenics-Citizenship and Scientists. And in all of them, we have also had peasants, corn growers. Turns out that peasants now, they don't want to be called peasants. They want to be called corn producers, which I think is quite accurate. Um, so shortly, there's two more things with our work with Pax Natura. Um, his, its chair, Randall Torpinrud, contributed relevant judicial data about glyphosate, a widely used herbicide applied to transgenic corns around the world. He compiled that information in a dossier, and we delivered that to key participants after the events we held. And, and his contribution was a guiding element. Because even more, Toppenrud had has been a close advisor to personally to me twice in 2019 and 2020 when I wrote with a few colleagues to our Mexican president, Andres Manuel Lopez Obrador, appealing to him for a presidential decree to ban GMO, GMOs, genetically modified organisms, all, the, all those groups. But finally, on December 31st of 2020, a presidential decree was issued to gradually ban glyphosate and transgenic corn planting in Mexico. And that's like the current status. This has been, uh, of course, uh, objected and legally by Monsanto and many other companies. I don't know how many, 14 rejections the amparos, quejas, yeah, complaints. So it's not a victory yet, but yes, we moved. And Randall was an excellent advisor in, in all this process. He was very close to me. And several times I called him and asked for a high counsel, as I, as I said. And I'm very grateful. I think it's important to have allies in the North and um, it is through the relationship with this amazing organization, which is Pax Natura, that we have spread our 
horizons. I personally admire their work in Costa Rica, and I think they are like the avant-garde in forest conservation. And so I'm very grateful that they consider food security and the GMO banning issue in their agenda. There's no, no enough words to thank them. Well, thank you so much for explaining that. And thank you for talking with me today about uh, what is a really important step in moving towards a sustainable agriculture system and a more just food system. So thank you for speaking with me and thank you for all of your work and everything you're doing to make the world a better place. You're welcome. You're welcome. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Radio Natura. You can find out more about the organization at paxnatura.org. If you'd like to get in touch with us, drop us an email to podcast at paxnatura.org. Thank you all for listening. We'll see you next time.